0: Hey everyone, welcome to Cageless. This is our first podcast. This is our first episode, um, our pilot episode, um, and this this whole podcast, I believe, it comes from the Lord, and the main purpose is to help other believers get free from the spiritual cages that the enemy has put them in to stop them from walking. In their destinies and basically it's all based upon the foundation of this is where I came from and my back test my back uh testimony um is what kind of influences, and kind of like how uh how the cross it used to before Jesus was crucified on it It used to represent something so sinister, so grotesque. People didn't want to think of it. And when Jesus finally used it for his purpose, it became something beautiful. So let me go into uh, the reason behind the name of this podcast, uh, Caixos. I'll start kind of in the beginning. And it all starts with my father. My father... He has told me that in his, um, in his childhood, he had been privately abused a little bit by his stepfather. So his childhood, it was a lot of stuff just happened with his stepfather that really um, put a lie in him. So he grew up with that, and he ended up being drafted for the Vietnam War. Well, he ran for a while. He ran for a while because he didn't he didn't want to uh, go to Vietnam, and a lot of his friends escaped to Canada. And eventually, everything caught up with him, and he eventually gave in, and he went to war. And he might through the family, I I heard a little bit of what maybe my father um had been going through over there. And I can't confirm this, but I've heard through the family that one of my father's jobs over in Vietnam was to help clean up the dead bodies. Well, mix this with my father saying he was experimenting with all the different drugs over there, Um, I believe just as a coping mechanism. And then also, he met a girl over there, and he was giving her all his money. And the whole plan was, she was to come back to America with my father to become his wife. When he got back, or when he was done with the war, he waited in the airport for her for days, and she never showed up. She swindled my father, so he came back to America, heartbroken. And you mix that with the PTSD and the drugs, and my father wasn't saved yet. So through doing a lot of that stuff, he in enduring traumatic experiences, he was open to a lot of demonic activity. And when he came back, he was pretty much out of his mind. Uh, the authorities found him dancing naked. I think he said he was dancing, I don't know. Or maybe standing on top of a gravestone naked. And uh, so they rounded him up and they transported him to the Traverse City Insane Asylum. Um, and he's told me stories a lot It sounds like a lot of experiment, or a lot of experimentation was going on, a lot of torture it sounds like, I don't know, but from the research I've seen and looked at about asylums, they did a lot of weird stuff like that. Well, long story short, he was able to escape somehow, and after that, they, they never went through the trouble to track my father down. So eventually, he meets my mom, and he gets her pregnant with my first brother, David. And a lot of abuse went on. I learned a lot lot about the abuse my mother went through after she died, and a lot of it I don't even want to know, but witnesses say that my father had locked my mother and my brother in a room and he would bring I don't think he was letting them eat very very well but I know they only had a they had a pot to use in the bathroom and eventually my family found out about what my father was doing and it all came to a head on Halloween night and my family got involved and my father said if If he can't have my brother, no one can. And he proceeded to try to kill my brother in front of everybody. He slammed him against the wall and all kinds of stuff. And I believe my brother, he was probably about two at this time. And my brother was admitted to the hospital. And at this point, they couldn't release my brother back into my mother's care because of the danger that he was in. So he ended up being placed into the foster care system. Well time goes on, and my father impregnates my uh, mother with my brother Zach. And not too long after, I was conceived. And through all that my mom had been through, a sense of fear came about her, a stronghold of fear. She became fearful of my father. So my father was adamant that he was going to raise me and my brother at his mom's place. And in my first book, uh, Lost and Found, I described this place as the dump of sorrows. The reason I call it this is because my father, he would collect every single scrap of trash and it just build up. And from the outside looking in, this place looked, it literally literally looked like it belonged out of a horror movie. It was scary to look at, but that's why I called it The Dump of Sorrows, and a lot of abuse took place to me and my brothers here. My my father, he didn't know how to be a father, and he went to extremes when he went to uh, punish us. One of his favorite things to do to us was lock us in a dog cage in the dark basement. And I don't believe that this was... When he first got the cage, I don't think that was his plan. But soon the enemy gave him that idea, and he started to use it. And I believe from an early age, I believe the Lord gave me the gift of uh, discerning of spirits. Because down in the dark, it was the most traumatic, scary thing ever. And I remember sensing evil presences down down in the basement with us. But anyways, basically, maybe I'll do a segment later on abuse and the full details of my childhood trauma. But anyways, that's where this idea of cages comes from. Yes, I may have been locked physically in a cage, but there are so many people, so many believers that are locked spiritually in a cage. The enemies got them locked up and they're not fulfilling their destinies. They're not fulfilling their callings because they're locked in a spiritual cage. They have a stronghold. And the enemy knows... He knows if he can't... Get somebody to deny their faith... The next step... On his list is to stop someone... From fulfilling... Their destiny. And... Scripture is very clear. Yes, we may make it to heaven... But... We may lose our rewards... And we get rewarded for accomplishing the things that the Lord has given us to do here on earth. It's not all about that, but it's a big part of eternity, is our rewards, our crowns. If you don't have, if you don't receive your crown, Scripture is very clear that in heaven says the elders throw their crowns before the Lord as an act of worship unto him. What are you going to do if you don't have a crown to throw in front of him? I heard this story once, a true story. There was this man, and he'd go into this church, and he would weep, and he would cry. And it went on for days, and maybe even months, I'm not sure. But I think the pastor finally came and asked the guy what was wrong, what was going on in his life. And the man, he pulled out a blueprint, and he had the exact same blueprint. Of the church that he was sitting in. The exact same blueprint. And he proceeded to tell the pastor that the Lord had called him to build that same exact church. And he was disobedient. And because he was lazy about it, he was disobedient. God raised up another man to do the job he would called the guy who was crying's job. And it just made the man miserable. Because he lost his reward. He lost his crown. He didn't fulfill his destiny that the Lord had given him. Someone else got to do it. So I just want to encourage you guys. We all have a specific destiny that the Lord has called us to do. A calling, an anointing, a talent that the Lord has given us. I want to encourage you guys. We have to fulfill our destinies. I want to encourage you guys. Pray daily. Pray daily. And plead the blood of Jesus over your destiny. Plead the blood of Jesus over your family, your property, your job, everything. Plead the blood of Jesus. I believe this is a a lost a lost thing that in the church. The power of the blood of Jesus. It's like acid to the enemy. The enemy can't withstand the blood of Jesus. It's like an atomic weapon. A weapon of mass destruction for the kingdom of darkness. For us to use against the kingdom of darkness. So I just want to encourage you guys. And I believe we all have a... The scripture talks about books being written in heaven. I believe we all have a book in heaven. A book on our destiny. And I just encourage you guys to pray daily. Pray daily that you'd be able to fill fulfill your destiny that is written in heaven plead the blood of Jesus Um, Jesus gave the sermon also of the sermon of the talents and back then talents that's what the money was called but I don't believe it's a coincidence that in the English word talent also means what it does I don't think there's any coincidences in the kingdom of God but in the sermon, uh, Jesus goes on to tell us of three men that he gave money to and he'd return later. Well, one man, he, this is just, I don't remember. I, I don't have a Bible open in front of me. I probably should. But one man, he went to invest the money and he, I think he got like 10 times the return. Don't quote me on this, but I think he had like 10 times the return. The second man, he got about half that. But the third man, he had buried the money because he said he was afraid. And Jesus said to the first man, well done, my good and faithful servant. He said to the second man, well done, my good and faithful servant. But to the third one, he called him a wicked man. Because he was afraid. And he hid the money and did nothing with it. How many of us as believers are hiding away our destinies in fear? Fear of failure. Do you guys know that a seed has to be planted in order for it to bear fruit? You can't keep your seeds in their packet. You gotta plant them. Jesus referred to this man as wicked. And I just believe there's so many people that God has given raw talent, gifts, and abilities to glorify Him with. I mean, look at celebrities. Look at the people that can sing amazing. And I believe God gave them their talent to glorify Him. But instead, they're glorifying Satan through the gift that's supposed to glorify God. And there's a handful of people I know in my life That they have amazing gifts and talents and abilities for the Lord. And they're not doing nothing with it. They're just sitting on it because they're afraid. What I would give to have the talent and gifts that they have to glorify the Lord. I just want to encourage you guys we got to get out of these spiritual cages. We got to get out of. We have to walk in our destiny, guys. We have one life to live. And it's kind of I used to be a big Eminem song or a big Eminem fan and I used to love the song um, I think it was called Lose Yourself you get one shot one opportunity do not miss your chance to blow this opportunity comes once in a lifetime yo it's been such a long time since I've heard that but it makes so much sense and there's so much wisdom in that song we get one shot at this guys we get one Chance We're not even living life right now. This is just a test a test to see if you're ace aces test Or a chance to see if you'll fail This test this is just a test real life starts after this one We only have one shot guys We have one shot to make a difference One shot guys to walk out our callings and our destinies. There's so many people waiting on you to finally walk in the anointing that the Lord has called you to. Scripture says that he knew you before you were even born. He He had, He had has such perfect plans for you. But just because God has plans for you, you still have to work too. It's not just all on the Lord. You have to say, okay God, I partner with you. Let's fulfill this. And when you start walking in your destiny and your calling, you have fulfillment in your life. And it is amazing. And I want to encourage you guys, if I can accomplish things right now, look at my background. I was set up to fail by the enemy. I could have just lain down and taken it and been stuck in self-pity the rest of my life and played the violin and said, poor me, look at me. Look at how, you know... If I can do this, so can you guys. Many of you, you're set up for success. You had good parents. You had a good start. We got to go, guys. We got to be set free from these spiritual cages. Set free from these strongholds. So many people are locked up. And it's kind of like Jesus... It's kind of like what God um, did with Moses. He said to Pharaoh, let my people go. He's seen the exact same thing today, guys. To the devil, let my people go. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We are to be free, guys. We are not to be put in a box. God isn't to be put in a box and neither are we. We need to be completely free. And Jesus told us before We get the speck out of our brother or sister's eye. Get the own plank out of your own eye. So we need complete healing, complete deliverance in order to walk in our full, true calling. So even this podcast, guys, it's it's meant to encourage you. Get deliverance if you need it. If you need it, get hungry for God. If you know you need breakthrough, chase after it with everything you have. Fight back. Fight against the enemy. Don't take what he's given you. You don't have to. The Bible says that he is under our feet. That we will trample on snakes and scorpions, guys. You don't have to take... So many people, death is becoming their savior. They take what the enemy is dishing and they say, Okay, well, I guess this is my life. I have to live this. I have to just surrender to this this thing that is a lie straight from the pits of hell because the fruits of the spirit is peace, joy, and love. And if God gave us a calling, he doesn't want us to bypass it. That's what the enemy wants you to do. If you're not walking out your purpose and you know it, then it's time to get free. It's time to get free from the lie of the enemy. So I just want to encourage you guys share this with um, friends and family Um, we're going to have many many interviews Um, we're going to be interviewing a lot of people that the Lord has gave divine revelation to for these end times Um, and like I said this whole podcast it's about becoming cages becoming free from the strongholds from the spiritual cages that the enemy has put us in it's time to walk and run freely guys walk out our destinies, walk out our callings. So I just want to invite you guys uh, to stay tuned. There's going to be much more content coming, many more episodes. I believe this is a direct uh, call from the Lord. So I'm going to be obedient to it. Um, And I just encourage you guys when you're working, uh, go ahead and just listen. And we're, like I said, we're going to have new content coming out, but I just want to end in prayer to encourage you guys. So, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus and by his blood, I just plead his blood on myself and my viewers, and my listeners, Lord. Help them to walk out their God given des- destinies. We just come against any demonic principality right now that is stopping people from walking out their callings. We say, Enough, enough. We will walk out our callings, Lord. Help us to walk out our destinies. I pray that none of us would go prematurely. Lord, just be with us. I just pray and help us. We can't do this without you, Lord. But you have put us in these end times for a reason. You have given us a purpose and a perfect plan for a reason. I pray, Lord, help us to put on our armor, Lord. Help us to put on our breastplate of righteousness that protects and guards our heart. Help us to put on our helmet of salvation that protects our mind, Lord. Help us to walk in the truth, Lord. You said your truth sets us free. I pray that you help us to walk in the sandals of readiness to share the gospel with those around us. Help us to to have our shield of faith that extinguishes all the fiery darts of the enemy. And help us to wield the sword that is your word. Your word cuts through everything, all the demonic, anything that comes against us, Lord. Father, we can't do this without you. We can't do this without your Holy Spirit. I pray that we all would raise the white flag of surrender, Lord. That you'd take this weight, take this tension off of us. I pray that we would live carefree as children, Lord. We don't have to worry about anything. But we pray that when you unlock this cage door, that we'd have the courage to walk out. I just come against fear right now and worry and anxiety. All these tools that the enemy is using against me, against the listeners, Lord. We just plead your blood, Lord. We need you. Help us, Lord. We can't do this without you. We just pray all this in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, There's going to be much more content coming. So stay tuned. I love you guys. And this is Cages signing off.